Welcome to Wisdom Today. My name is Bill Kelly, and I'll be your host. In this podcast, we will be exploring the book of Proverbs. Let's open in prayer. Father God, I thank you for anyone listening to this podcast today. Lord, I pray that you give everyone listening ears to hear and a heart to receive everything you have in store for them today. In Jesus' name, amen. This is Proverb 19, beginning in verse 1. Better is the poor who walks in his integrity than one who is perverse in his lips and is a fool. Also, it is not good for a soul to be without knowledge, and he sins who hastens with his feet. The foolishness of a man twists his way, and his heart frets against the Lord. Wealth makes many friends, but the poor is separated from his friend. A false witness will not go unpunished, and he who speaks lies will not escape. Many entreat the favor of the nobility, and every man is a friend to one who gives gifts. All the brothers of the poor hate him. How much more do his friends go far from him? He may pursue them with words, yet they abandon him. He who gets wisdom loves his own soul. He who keeps understanding will find good. A false witness will not go unpunished, and he who speaks lies shall perish. Luxury is not fitting for a fool, much less for a servant to rule over princes. The discretion of a man makes him slow to anger, and his glory is to overlook a transgression. The king's wrath is like the roaring of a lion, but his favor is like dew on the grass. A foolish son is the ruin of his father, and the contentions of a wife are a continual dripping. Houses and riches are an inheritance from fathers, but a prudent wife is from the Lord. Laziness casts one into a deep sleep, and an idle person will suffer hunger. He who keeps the commandment keeps his soul, but he who is careless of his ways will die. He who has pity on the poor lends to the Lord, and he will pay back what he has given. Chasten your son while there is hope, and do not set your heart on his destruction. A man of great wrath will suffer punishment, for if you rescue him, you will have to do it again. Listen to counsel and receive instruction that you may be wise in your latter days. There are many plans in a man's heart. Nevertheless, the Lord's counsel, that will stand. 
What is desired in a man is kindness, and a poor man is better than a liar. The fear of the Lord leads to life, and he who has it will abide in satisfaction. He will not be visited with evil. A lazy man buries his hand in the bowl and will not so much as bring it to his mouth again. Strike a scoffer, and the simple will become wary. Rebuke one who has understanding, and he will discern knowledge. He who mistreats his father and chases away his mother is a son who causes shame and brings reproach. Cease listening to instruction, my son, and you will stray from the words of knowledge. A disreputable witness scorns justice, and the mouth of the wicked devours iniquity. Judgments are prepared for scoffers, and beatings for the backs of fools. Friends, let's take a look at verse 27 of Proverb 19. In Proverb 19, verse 27, it says, Cease listening to instruction, my son, and you will stray from the words of knowledge. Friends, when I was a classroom teacher, I would always encourage my students to acquire a desire for knowledge. And I told them that I hoped they would never lose that desire to keep learning and to make it a lifelong habit. But this verse tells us that if we cease to continue learning, that eventually you will stray from the words of truth. Friends, that is a very sobering thought because we want to live according to knowledge, according to our understanding, according to the wisdom which we have acquired over a period of time. And if we lose that desire to continue learning, this verse warns us that we will also stray from the words of knowledge. Friends, I hope that will never happen to you. Friends, we are going to continue in our study of Matthew's Gospel. This is the third separate podcast that I'm doing on chapter 26. So if you would like, um, you can go back to last Thursday's podcast, and I began chapter 26 and also on Monday's podcast. So if you would like, if you have the time, you may want to check those out prior to listening to this podcast. But we are going to once again pick up where we left off, and we're going to look at the prayer in the garden. And remember, I had told you that chapter 26 Jesus' time on earth has come to an end. So this is where Jesus is literally in the Garden of Gethsemane, the night he was betrayed. 
So this is shortly before being arrested. And then we'll also take a look at the betrayal and arrest in Gethsemane. So I'm going to begin in chapter 26 of Matthew. We are going to read the entire account in the garden, beginning in verse 36. Then Jesus came with them to a place called Gethsemane and said to the disciples, Sit here while I go and pray over there. Now as it happens, he is talking to eight of his disciples at this time. So he assigns eight of his disciples to sit in a certain place. And he took with him Peter and the two sons of Zebedee. So this is the third time that Jesus has separated these three people to do something specifically for him. And he began to be sorrowful and deeply distressed. Then he said to them, My soul is exceedingly sorrowful, even to death. Stay here and watch with me. So this instruction is for Peter and the two sons of Zebedee. And then it goes on to say, He went a little farther and fell on his face. So now he has left the three, and now he is on his own, and he bows down to his knees and says, O my father, if it is possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as you will. So the cup here is representative of the wrath of the entire world. So he's talking about the sins of the entire world are going to be placed on Jesus's back. Jesus came so that all of us would be forgiven of our sins. But in order for that to happen, all of the sins of the world. Now here we're talking about 2,000 years ago, but we're also talking about the sins that even today we are committing. Jesus did this once for all time. So just imagine all of the sins of all time being placed upon Jesus. And Jesus is asking his Father, is there any other way that your will can be accomplished? Let's go to verse 40. Then he came to the disciples and found them sleeping and said to Peter. So now he is going back to the three, to Peter and the two sons of Zebedee. What? Could you not watch with me one hour? Watch and pray, 
lest you enter into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. And there's so much in this one verse. Here he is talking about the weakness of our flesh. He's saying that the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. And friends, may I suggest today to everyone listening today that our flesh is still weak today. And if we walk according to our flesh, we will be tempted. We can fall into temptation. But Jesus tells us we are to be led by our spirit. And if we are led by the spirit that dwells inside of us, we can learn to overcome temptation. But you have to be strong. Again, a second time, he went away and prayed, saying, Oh, my father, if this cup cannot pass away from me unless I drink it, your will be done. So once again, Jesus is expressing to God himself that he is willing to go to the cross. He came here for a reason, and he's going to fulfill the purpose of why he was placed on earth. And he came and found them asleep again, for their eyes were heavy. So he left them, went away again, and prayed the third time, saying the same exact words. Now, friends, I'm going to simply make a comment here because Jesus repeated the same prayer again. So what my takeaway from that is this. If you pray and something doesn't happen right away, by this verse, Jesus basically is setting an example for us and telling us it is okay if you pray a certain prayer on more than one occasion. Then he came to his disciples and said to them, Are you still sleeping and resting? Behold, the hour is at hand, and the Son of Man is being betrayed into the hands of sinners. And listen to this last verse, verse 46. Jesus says, Rise, let us be going. See, your betrayer is at hand. So here Jesus is going to allow himself to be arrested. When I think of that one particular verse, it reminds me of two earlier passages in Scripture. If we go all the way back to the book of Genesis, chapter 22, verse 3. In chapter 22, verse 3 of Genesis, this is where Abraham has been instructed by God to sacrifice his son Isaac on the altar. And it says in verse 3, 
Then Abraham rose early in the morning to go to where God had told him to go. Secondly, if we go to the book of 1 Samuel chapter 17, most of you are familiar with this story. This is the story of David and Goliath. That entire story takes place in chapter 17 of 1 Samuel. But in verse 48, this is where David has made the decision that he is going to face Goliath. And in verse 48, it says he ran toward Goliath. So David knew who his God was as did Abraham. Abraham believed that even if God took his son Isaac and allowed him to sacrifice his son with that knife, he believed that God would raise Isaac from the dead. And David had that same belief in God. He knew he had slain a bear. He knew he had slain a lion and he knew he was going to be successful and slay the giant Goliath. Friends, my call to action today is very simple. I would like for you to pretend that you were one of Jesus' disciples on this fateful night when he was betrayed, when he was arrested, and I want you to think and ask yourself, would you have run away when Jesus was arrested? We're going to find out about that in tomorrow's podcast, but that's basically what everyone did. They scattered as soon as Jesus was arrested. They scattered and basically followed from afar. They did not want to be arrested. They did not want to be a part of what Jesus was going to suffer on behalf of not only us today, but what he suffered on behalf of them. They were a part of who he was. They were his inner circle of people. And the suggested scripture reading is simply to reread today's proverb, Proverb 19, and also to reread in its entirety Matthew chapter 26 one more time. Friends, I will never end a podcast without giving anyone an opportunity to receive Jesus as their Lord and Savior. If there is anyone listening today and you've never taken that step, I invite you to repeat a simple prayer after me today. Jesus, I believe that you are the Son of God. I believe that you came to earth and that you died on a cross for all the sins of all time for all mankind. I believe that you died, were buried, and that on the third day you rose from the dead. That is amazing. Thank you for the power of of the resurrection. By doing that, you have put me in right standing with God. I acknowledge that I am a sinner 
And yet I still invite you into my heart, Lord Jesus. I ask you to come in. I ask you to take over my life. I submit myself to your lordship. I make you my Lord and Savior. I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Friends, if any of you repeated that prayer, I ask that you go on my website, wisdomtodaybk.com. I'm going to ask two things of you today. If you enjoy listening to this podcast, either today or on a regular basis, and it has been beneficial for you, you enjoy listening, I ask that you go on that website And if you would, simply type in a review. If you would, give me a five, give me a thumbs up, write a comment about what you think of this podcast. If you repeated that prayer today, go on the contact tab. Let me know that you said that prayer, or if you have any questions about anything you heard on today's podcast. Now may the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Friends, please join me again tomorrow as we further explore wisdom today.